Welcome to the Pascal Web Podcast. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal is an anointed teacher of the Word of God who makes the Bible to come alive. Get ready to be empowered with knowledge that will cause you to rise up and become who God wants you to be. Today's message is what it takes for your faith to work. Preached live at ABC Robecha. I want to give you a key that unlocks God in our lives. Because again, most people don't know how to get God to help them. And the nature of Africa is such that we were trained, we are trained to receive. Do you understand? Africa never really participated much in the industrial revolution that took place in the world. Africa just woke up one morning and there is a radio. There is a TV. We don't really seem to know how those things are made. Are you listening to me? So we are used to just taking, taking, taking. We don't know how to produce most of the time. And it's a problem because you see, all poor countries are consumers. And all rich countries are producers. It's very important to know that. Any country that is great today is not great by consuming. It's great by producing. Now, that principle is such that even in your natural, your little reality, your little life, you know, that you've just started or you've been living, life is designed in such a way those who consume are poor. Those who produce are rich. Don't, re- don't forget what I'm teaching you now. Poor people always want more. Give me. Help me. Assist me. Bless me. Pray for me. Support me. But I don't know if you've noticed that the people that are always supporting these people are always rich. Oh, yeah. Always. Why? Because that's how you break poverty. You break poverty by stopping to be a consumer. You don't break poverty by getting more people to continue helping you. Helping. That's not how you break poverty. You break poverty by becoming a solution or by finding a solution. Not by making people feel sorry for you. That can never change anything. That might convince a person to give you a 10 rent for a day, but that might not be much for the rest of your life. Are you listening to me? So, we are trained to receive 
We are trained. You see, if, if you see, let me just give you, do this analogy for you. You know, and I'm saying this, and it's not nice to say it, but it's the truth. You know, if you ever see a black man and a white man standing somewhere, you automatically know who is sponsoring. Like, even if it's not the case, but we are already trained that way. It seems as though black connotes lack. Wherever there's black, there's lack. So if you ever see black with Asia, Asia is sponsoring. If you ever see black with India, India is sponsoring. If you ever see black with Afghanistan, Afghanistan it seems like black connotes lack. But that's not true. Black does not connote lack. No. Never has and never will. But the mind, the mind of a black man seems to be the mind of, please, don't you say I'm suffering. Help me. When the Chinese come, they must help us. When the, anybody that comes, they must help us. When are we going to help anybody? And you see, it doesn't start at the big level. It starts at the small level where you are here right now. At your level here right now, you don't think you can be a solution. You don't think you can contribute anything. You don't think there's anything in you that you can also give. You rather feel something must be given. It starts at this level. When you find a president doing it, it started like this. It starts like that. But I want to submit to you today that, li listen to me. If you like, do your research. All the disciples of Jesus Christ, all of them, were working when Jesus chose them. Each one of them. There is nobody that God chose that was sitting doing nothing. Some of them he found them fishing. Just, I just make sure they sit in a closer chair at the back so that it's easy for the movements are a bit easier. Thank you so much. Some of them, they found them fishing. Praise the Lord. And as they found them fishing, Jesus found them fishing. He said, come and also work for me. Can I tell you something? A person that works normally, do you understand? can equally work for God. A person that doesn't work, God also doesn't see any advantage in that person. Now I'm saying, you, I'm saying this to you because when I look at my life and I look at what has to happen in my life on a daily basis and the many projects that I have to supervise and, and the many meetings I have to attend and the many programs I have to, like you realize that God did not create man to be lazy and God doesn't work with a lazy man. I'm telling you the truth. That believe what I'm teaching you right now that God cannot operate with you to a certain degree if you are lazy. I'm, I'm, I'm very honest with you. Because I just look at my own life the demands God places on me on a daily basis. And when I look at other pastors, I 
I realize that I am not even doing 2% of what they do. It challenges me even more. It challenges me even more. We like sitting and waiting for somebody to come and do it. A lot of us are here right now. You are just sitting. You are hoping somebody will notice me. Somebody will see me. Somebody will, will, will discover me. And somebody will, will help me. Look, that thing doesn't work. Pastor Pumi herself told you, she will look for that day. She didn't find the 200 rent. Many times I will go to bed hoping that when I wake up, there will be an angel would have come in the night and left some money by, by the bedside. Never did I find any money by the bedside. I, I rather found problems when I woke up. I always found problems when I woke up. I never found any money by any bedside left for me. You see, it is the mind of a lazy person that is believing in hands out. That no, I will just go, I will walk, and I will find money. How many of you have thought that, hey, I'm, Lord, I'm just taking this walk. By the end of this, if I, if I can just find, did you find any money when you went to, for that walk? It's the mind of laziness. The mind of laziness wants to find things without working for them. The mind of laziness wants to get things without doing anything. That's the mind of a lazy man. That's the mind of a lazy man. It's always watching and hoping that somebody will see him, will see her, will have peace and mercy, and will do something for them. Heard the story of a young man who became a, a homosexual. And you know how he became a homosexual? He went to a friend, and a friend dished out food for him. He ate the food. In fact, the guy was telling me, the guy who introduced him to homosexuality was the one telling me the story. I couldn't believe my eyes. He said, he, the guy ate. After the guy ate, he left. Then he came again. And he said, no, I want to eat again. And he says, ah, but you were here. I gave you food. You want food again. If you want food again, you must also do something for me. And that is how the journey of a person started going this way food. And it's not the first. Esau lost everything because of food. People lose everything because of food. You cannot imagine the number of girls that have lost their virginity because of food. There's nothing she gained out of it. The thing that makes her lose her virginity is finished long time ago. And she could have gotten a job, made her own money, and fixed her own life. That she wants easy. She wants quick. And because of that, she compromises something and creates a problem that sometimes the problem becomes an eternal problem. If you knew what laziness cost you, you would not want to be lazy. Nobody respects a lazy man. No, have you ever found a lazy, I mean a poor man, people go to ask him for advice. Huh? Like all the presidents of countries gathered together and they chose the poorest man in the world. They said to please, we need your advice on the matters of economics. And they, Have you ever seen that before? Have you ever seen a poor man being needed at any level? So why do you want to be poor? Ask your neighbor, why do you want to be poor? Because you can see already where that direction goes. You can already see. And you are saying, Pastor, I, mean, I don't want to be poor. Can I tell you something? Nobody says I want to be poor, but your actions... Your behavior, 
can clearly say you don't want to work. Anyone who doesn't want to work wants to be poor. Because the Bible says poverty, the, the, the core reason of poverty is laziness. Every family here that is suffering financially, there are lazy people in that family. Oh, you don't like my message? Pastor must close the service and go home. Lazy, lazy people sitting in their house. They don't want to do nothing. And one person is carrying the family, the whole family, one person, and you say, how long can that person carry the family? How long? You don't want to do anything. Your own washing you can't do. You can't do so many things you cannot do by yourself. We are struggling in South Africa now with the problem of water. You will be surprised that a Magogo will be the one pushing the wheelbarrow. She has children in the house that are watching TV. It has started. It has started. You don't take responsibility now. You think you will become rich. That's what gets our children into satanism. They want quick money. And again, they are told, no, if you kill this person and you burn them with petrol, you will get money. And I mean, I told the story here on Friday, two Fridays ago, of a child. He killed his mother, cut the vein, put the, the, the blood in the cup, and started drinking. Well, because they told him, if you kill your mother and you drink her blood, you will become rich. So he went home, knocked his mother's head, she fell down, cut her veins. It happened in Northwest. Northwest here. Cut her veins. Poured the water, the, the, the blood in the cup. Started drinking. See, that lazy minds will make you believe drinking the blood of your mother. After you drank all her blood when you were in the womb. You've been drinking her blood, all her blood all your whole life. She, fed, she breastfed you, that's her blood. Now it's not enough. You even want the last blood she has. Laziness is leaving you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say laziness is leaving you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Some of us here, listen to me. Your problem is not money. Your problem is laziness. Yes, you are lazy. You are Look, nobody has told you. I'm telling you, you are lazy. You are very lazy. But you are changing in the name of Jesus. Yes. I say you are changing in the name of Jesus. Yes. You will find, even type a CV, they can't. Even to provide the information about the CV, they, it's, it's too much work. It's too much work. Not to talk of taking the CV to, to look for jobs. Hey! No, 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 no. I mean, my father must do it. I see where I work. It is parents that can please do, do the CV for my child. Where is this child? Sometimes 21 years old. Another person is, is your father that is already feeding you, that is again fighting for your CV. It's the same person. Let me tell you, when you come here, I'm trying to train you to change. Yes, eh? Yes, okay, you guys are very quiet. Yes, yes, I say you guys, some of you, it's, you are not saying anything. In Atlanta, you are not saying anything. You are just looking at me. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not saying anything. Brother, you are not saying anything. I, I mean, you, are, you guys are just quiet. You are looking at me. 
looking at me. Is pastor teaching good? Are you blessed? Yeah. Stop blaming people for your own laziness. We like blaming this one. You blame this one. You blame this one. Have you ever blamed yourself? Ah, pastor, I tried twice. It didn't work. And then what? And then what? Who told you that after you tried twice, it must work? Who are you? That you must try twice and it must work. Who, who are, you? Are, are you? Are you? Are you a king? Are you a king? Who are you that because you try a few times the man who created the Lord Bab tried 99 times. This thing you are seeing here before we have this 99 times somebody is trying. You try three times. I try a little bit and it didn't work. That's the mind of a lazy man. That's the mind of laziness. I try. You are just doing it so you can say I tried. And, uh, and your whole destiny, you are sitting here with a glorious destiny. You are sitting here with a glorious future. But you don't want to work for it. You want somebody to give it to you. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. So the people that know will give it to you, they come and take more from you. China has been taking. You think they are giving, they are taking. And when you don't do it yourself, you are thinking somebody will do it. For you. They come and take. They never give you. They don't give you anything. Nobody will give you anything. Everybody has problems of their own. Never forget that. I heard a statement before. A man said, a rich man cares more about his headache than your cancer. You are sitting there, you have a cancer. He has a headache. His headache is very important to him than the cancer. So I don't know why you are thinking somebody is thinking about you. Somebody is planning with you in mind. No. God gave you a mind. God gave you hands. Ah, this is, I came to the wrong church this morning. I came to the wrong church. These people are saying God never gave them a mind. God never gave them hands. God didn't give them. A, some of you are sitting here. You are saying you are feeling God never gave you nothing. You are blaming God. You are even angry at God. You are saying God, you didn't give me nothing. But you have a mind. You have two eyes; they can see. You have a nose; it can smell danger. You have a mouth, you can talk. My father told me before he died, my son, I never want to hear you got lost. Nobody get lost with a mouth. I can never forget that statement of my father. I was working with him in the bush. He says to me, my son, nobody get lost with a mouth. It's pride. You don't want to ask, what is the direction? If you have a mouth, why are you getting lost? Can't you use your mouth to ask a question? It is pride that is close. Clo I mean, I, I don't want to appear as if I don't know. And, I'm, and you are just heading to distraction with your mouth. 
Some of you are only understanding the proverb now. Because when I say the first time, eh? no one gets lost with a mouth. What does the mouth have to do with getting lost? I mean, like your mind is really deep into movies. You can't understand an African proverb. But the spirit of understanding is entering your mind now. In the name of Jesus. Laziness. Nobody gets lost with a mouth. You have a mouth. There's always somebody who knows where you, where you are going. Huh? I said, there's always somebody who knows where you are going. You might not know where you are going, but there's always somebody who knows where you are going. But they will not come and say, hey, well, you must be the one to approach the person and say, you know what, I'm trying to go there and there and there. Can you show me the direction? Can you show me the direction? Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. You don't want to be humble. You are walking to distraction with your mouth closed. This is true in the spirit. It is true in the natural. It is true in any area of your life. Somebody always knows what you are trying to get. You are not the first person. Somebody always has the answer you are looking for. But you are too proud to ask. Or you are too lazy to go and ask. You are saying, Lord, if it is you, send them to come to me. They must knock at my door. Then my nanny must open for them. Then they must come by the bed, by the road, the, 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 the door of my bed. And they must whisper. They must whisper. Hey, Rustenberg. 23 Mare Street. There is a job for you there. Rustenberg. 23 Mare Street. There is a job for you there. God spoke to me in the night to come and give you the address. Oh, what? You will wait a thousand years. You will never hear. In fact, if you hear something like that is witchcraft, you should rather come to me. I must pray for you because you are going to the wrong direction. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Some of you want to quickly work for somebody. But you can't work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Lord, Lord, give me a job. Lord, give me a job. You can't clean the house. You can't do the dishes. You can't wash your own clothes. You see, this excitement you are asking God to give you a job is because you are just bored at home. Within a week of going to work, you will be bored again. Yeah. I'm telling you. Work is work. And if you are a lazy person, you cannot last in a work. There's no work that is exciting after a month. After a month, the work becomes routine. And you need a certain man to continue doing that work successfully. But here you are, you don't like to work. And you are asking for the work. Because you are feeling, no, if I can just have a job. Listen, every job becomes just a job after a month. You will know everything about that job and it becomes routine. And if you don't have the mind to work, 
you will start missing the, the deadlines. You will start skipping certain things. Before long, you get fired again. Every work, including marriage. You see, the, the people that want to get married, they always think about the wedding day. They have no clue what type of work is in marriage. Marriage is hard labor. It's not work, it's labor. You are only seeing. And you are appearing like an angel from the sky. All you are seeing is a white dress, bridesmaids, and a mighty man of God waiting for you there in a suit. You don't know what you are entering. You have no idea what is coming. That's why after a few days, they say, no, 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 no. This is not what I thought it was. What is this? No, this is it. This is it. It's like that. No, 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 no. My mother, no, look, your mother was not married. Or, or if your mother was married, she was not showing you. Yeah. I heard the story of a, a, a lady. She married a guy. After many fights, she came, no, I'm going to my father. My father never fought with, his ma with my mother. You are fighting with me every day. So this is not the will of God. So she went back to her, to her parents. She sat her parents and said, this man, he's beating me. He's no, be, not beating me. He's fighting me every day. And daddy, you guys never fought. Eh? I don't know why this man is fighting me. The father said, eh, my daughter, you know, let me tell you something. Everything that you say this man is doing to you, it's been happening in this house. It's just that we didn't expose it to you. But there's nothing strange with what you are seeing. There's nothing strange. There's nothing strange. You see, my son is not aware of the type of work I'm doing at the moment. So for every time he sees me, I'm wearing a suit. I'm looking nice. He has no clue what I do. He has no clue. So when real life starts for him, then he will say to his boss, no, no, no. My father was working every day. He was not suffering like this. I'm going back to my father. Then I said to you, my son, the suit was just a decoration. The suit is a paint on the wall. Before that paint, there are bricks, there is mortar, there is paint, there are all kinds of paint just come to make it nice. But the real work has happened. A suit is a paint on the wall. The suit is not the wall. I mean, the, the, the paint is not the wall. If you don't have a wall, there's nothing to paint. Stop buying suits. Get a wall first. Get your wall first. Stop buying the paint. I mean, you like the colors. No, no, please, forget the colors. Bricks don't have colors. They are just bricks. But that's what you need first. Are you listening to me, church? Fix the walls first. Fix your prayer life first. Yes. Fix your habits first. Learn to wake up early. Learn to take responsibility. Learn to do what you have to do. Yes. 
Before you are asking for somebody to employ you, will you employ yourself? That if you were working somewhere and yourself came to ask for a job, will you give a job to yourself? Knowing yourself. Do you understand the question? Can you employ you? And here you are wanting somebody to employ you. That if you could employ, you would not employ you. Because you know you enough. You know your, your sick notes, funny sick notes that are not true. You know all the things that you do. So you know that if you have a business, you will not employ you because you know you. But you are wanting somebody to employ you. Will you marry you? You are asking a person to marry you. But if you were you looking for marriage and you came to you, will you marry you? Knowing all the things you do when nobody is seeing you. And knowing that you will be marrying you and you will be seeing those things that only you know that you are doing when nobody is seeing you. So when God is not bringing the answer, don't be too quick to blame him. He sees you. And he also sees the other person. And he says, no, I cannot make this person suffer like this. You are not the only person God loves. God loves everybody. Man. God loves the other person as well. Are you listening to me? Let's go to the word of God. Put your hands together for Jesus. Let's go to the word of God. In fact, I'm already giving you the word of God. What I've just showed you now is the word of God. And I pray and I believe that you will change your heart. You will change your mind. You will change what you are doing. Stop expecting things to be done for you. That doesn't work. Take responsibility. God gave you two hands, two feet, a mind. God is sending you to church to learn to think, to learn to, to, to learn to operate things. Stop expecting anybody under heaven to do. Nobody owes you nothing. The only thing people owe you is love, and you have it already. So what else do you want? What else do you want? What else do you want? Take your life and make something with it. And that's why I bring you to, that's why God brings you to this church. So that we can train you how to think. Think right. No matter how fast you are running, if you are running in the wrong direction, you are destroying yourself. No matter how fast you are running, if the direction is wrong, you are just wasting, you are just going quickly to your death. But no matter how slow you are running or you are going, if you are on the right direction, with time, you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. And that is what we are here all about. It's all about, first of all, not just to run. Get the right direction. Find it. This is the direction. This is the right direction. Is this the right direction? Once you get the right direction, then you start getting on it. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Brother, when you start, it looks like it's nothing. 
when the house is being built, you see the foundation, nothing looks nice. People pass around, they don't even say anything impressive. But give it time. Give it focus. Give it your best. It will reward you. It will reward you. Are you blessed? Are you helped? Let me teach you quickly on what it takes for your faith to work. What it takes for your faith to work. So all that I said, I said it to say to you, God wants to see you as you want God to help you. God is also saying, I have a lot of my children that are running around the streets not knowing what to do. Bring them to church for me. Let me speak to them. When you do that for me, I will also do something for you. That is Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things shall be added. Don't seek the things, my brother. Seek God first. Find out what God wants. Start doing it. What does God want? God wants souls. Souls of men. Every father that has a, ch a child and the child is dying, the father is not happy. God has a lot of children and his children are going to death, to destruction. Anybody that can help God bring his children in the right direction. I mean, imagine my son is lost and I've been looking for my son for years and there's a knock on my door one day and somebody is holding my son. He says to me, sir, I worked hard, but I got your son. Here's your son. Can you imagine the joy I will have towards that person? Can you imagine the type of reward I will give to that person? That my son was lost and this guy helped get my son back. Can you imagine? God has sons all over. They are lost. Anybody that will help bring one home. Oh. Oh. You don't know what God will do for you. And it doesn't cost you nothing. You have plenty of friends that don't go to church. Just bring them. That's all God wants you to do. Just bring them in. Let them hear the word. Bring them in. That is your job. Because, ah, you've helped me save three of my sons. Let me also do something for you. Ah, through you, I have been able to save five of my sons. They were going to hell. Some of my daughters were going to hell. And you put a sad time. You went to look for them. You brought them to church. And today they are back in the house. Oh, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? People don't like when pastors are blessed. But what can God do? God, pastors have dedicated their lives to help God gather his sons. Why must you not bless a person who is helping you gather more sons? People hate it when a pastor has this. God is saying, hey, look, you haven't seen nothing. I want to bless them more because they are helping me gather my children. They're helping me. God died for man. Whenever you help God redeem man, God will bless you. God will help you. But laziness will come and sit on you and you will feel, no, I'm too tired. 
Uh, no, if, the, if, I, if I invite them, they will not come. It says laziness. All of that is laziness. And laziness is stealing the dream of your future from you. Now invite this one. They don't want to come. No problem. Invite another one. By all means, you'll find somebody who wants to come. Don't say, ah, if I invite them, they will not come. Some of you, who is in this church because you were invited? Raise your hand. You are in this church today because somebody invited you. Please raise your hands. If somebody ever invited you to church. You see, everybody here was invited. Nobody comes by themselves. Nobody. Even in cults, people are invited. People are taken there. Anywhere, people are invited first. Are you listening to me? So, don't think people will know, oh, there's a chair. They will go, no, they will not come. We need to do the work. Do your part. And next week, Sunday, God is giving you a, a mighty opportunity to invite. Start now. You are not bringing people to church. You are bringing children of God back to God, to their father. You are saying, Father, look, these two, they were lost. I'm bringing them back. Please mark these two. You watch and see what God will do for you. <laughs> there are so many stories about this. If I stand, I will not finish. But let me give you one. A man had an accident in the hand. He broke the hand. Went to India to do surgery. Amen? They put a, an iron. You know, a, a, like in place of the bone. They put a bar of iron. So the operation was successful. But every day, pain. pain is not going away. He took painkillers until he started of taking painkillers. True story. One day he hear his pastor say, go in the harvest field, win souls, God will bless you. You know what the guy did? He took off from his work. He said, today, I'm going to win souls. He went out and won 14 souls. How many? <laughs> he won 14 souls for Jesus. 14. One four. He says, on his way back home, he was so happy. He says, he heard a voice saying to him, go and sleep. I want to operate on you. <laughs> go and sleep. I want to do what? I want to operate on you. Praise the Lord. So, he went home and did what? Slept. After a hard day, I mean, waiting for 10 souls is a lot of work. So, he went and slept. Let's limit movements, my ashes. Thank you. Now, when he woke up, look at what happened. Next to his hand is the iron. On the bed, on his bed. The iron that was inside was next to him. God. I mean, it's not surprising. God made Adam sleep, took a rip, made a person. He's the same yesterday, today, today, forever. That iron 
is in the pastor's office. If you like, you, I, can give you, I can give you the address if you have money to go and check. That iron is in the pastor's office forever as a memorial. He woke up and the iron that the doctors put in the hand in India is by the bedside. Is it? And the hand is back. No pain. The one who made bones. Can he replace bones? Amen. Mercedes can change anything inside Mercedes. Almighty God created man. He can change anything inside man. He is the one, he is the maker of man. The maker of Mercedes Benz is Mercedes. The maker of man is God. And God said, Look, the part you have put is the wrong part. It's the wrong spare part. You know, there's a man who went to heaven. God showed him a storehouse with spare parts, legs, nose, in a big storehouse. And the angel says to him, these are all spare parts for my children. But they are not asking for it. They are not asking for it. They don't believe I can do it. They don't believe I can. You believe that Mercedes can replace something in the Mercedes car. But you don't believe that Almighty God can replace something in the person he created. That's why even this, this testimony, you must say, ah, it's not true. I don't blame you. You see, you, you, you were trained to not believe. Yeah. But it's the honest truth. Another one, in the same church, the pastor said, go and win souls. God will bless you. Him and the wife, no children, for almost 15 years. He says to his wife, you know what? Let's go win souls. They went out, started winning souls. Started winning souls. Started winning souls. Then they came home. The, the husband did what he's supposed to do. They went to the hospital. All of a sudden, the doctor says, hey, what happened? I see a heartbeat. I see a heartbeat. He's excited. They walk out. God says to him, if you win more souls, I will add a bonus. He goes out. Win more souls. Win more souls. After he finished, God says to him, I have added a bonus. Tell your wife, it's not twins. Then he called his wife. He's still in the harvest field. He called the wife. Says to the wife, God says he has given you a bonus. I said, ah, my husband. We were together in the hospital. There's only one heartbeat. We went many times. He said, I know. But God says he has added a bonus. Oh, yes. Guess what? She went to the hospital. Lo and behold, two heartbeats. <laughs> okay, let me teach you how to make, because you see, I see you don't believe. How to make your faith, how, how, how to get also results like these ones. How many of you would like to get results? Like, you also want to have a testimony like this. That, hey, my leg could not work, now my leg is working. Hey, my, my, no, no. How do you get your faith to work? Number one. Let's read together Joshua 1.8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, 
that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. It's interesting. The Bible says you, you will make your way. Nobody makes your way for you. Nobody. What you do makes a way or blocks the way. What you do. You will make your way prosperous. So you can make your way prosperous and you can make your way poverty. Yourself. But he said the whole thing is connected to a book. <laughs> the book. This book. This book shall not depart. As a, it's a, prosperity is connected to something. Knowledge. This book. This book. This book. Again, my people don't like reading. Yet success depends on a book. We like watching TV. We don't like reading. This book. This book. We can read, but we will not read. This book. What does it take for your faith to work, my brother? Like, I was trusting God for a job, and I, the job is here. I was trusting God for a house, the house is here. I was trusting God for a land, the land is here. What does it take to get that? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because there are many people who trust God for things, and those things never happen. There are people who, they are sick. They are trusting God that they will be healed. They rather die. They don't get healed. Oh yeah. There are people that trust God that they will get married. They rather keep being the bridesmaids the whole time. They never reach. They are just one step away. Every time they just make it to bridesmaids or maid of honor. At least that's the, the closest. The closest they ever get is maid of honor. What does it take to trust God for something and to actually see that thing happen? It's very sweet. When you trusted God for something and you saw it. Ooh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's sweet. And it's very bitter. When you trusted God for a car and it is your brother that got the car. The exact car you were trusting God for. Somebody else got it. As they are sharing the testimony, they say, hey. You would rather start asking God, why? No, I want you to experience the sweetness of testimonies. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you a key this morning. That can make what you believe to become a reality. Because it doesn't happen for everybody. People believe things and they don't happen. I'm telling you. There are people that have been believing God, trusting God. Hey! Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. What is stopping their faith? They are having faith, but the faith is not working. What is the problem? 
Listen to the title again. What it takes for your faith to work. Faith doesn't just work. Before, okay. 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 James 2 verse 17. NIV. You will be blessed this morning, oh. Please, please tell your neighbor, sit properly. You, you, you are about to be blessed. Sit properly. Sit properly. You are about to be blessed. Sit properly. Sit properly. You are about to be blessed. Yeah. Usually when the prince is about to take over, they say, everybody sit properly. Buckle your seatbelt. Buckle up. If you don't sit properly, you will miss something. Before you realize you are, you are going down like this. Because the plane goes like this. And when I didn't buckle up, they are rolling. Look, 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 look. In the same way, faith by itself. So you can have faith by itself. Faith. Tell your neighbor, please, my sister. Let's sit properly. Yeah, thank you, ma. <laughs> Isn't it? Ah, faith by itself. Stand up. Umpimetse by herself. She's there, but she's by herself. There's not much that can happen. Are you listening to me? Faith by itself. If not accompanied with something, mama. If you don't add something else to the rice, can you enjoy the rice? Huh? You cook rice white as snow. They present, are you a Chinese man? They present you white rice. Chinese rice is white. Very white. As snow. <laughs> and they don't put anything in the rice. They don't add a small onion, a gravy, like this. They don't bless it with a little bit of hawk on the side. White rice. Will you enjoy it, mama? Ah, rice by itself. Rise, you see, Pastor, I have faith. You do. I believe you. But faith by itself. Eh? Are you flowing with me? Faith by itself. Like, Pastor, I have faith. No problem. But faith by itself. You cannot get much. Uh, Pastor, I've been getting much with faith. Okay, go and eat white rice after this service. Start eating white rice from today. Don't change. Just be eating white rice every day. You don't eat. You take bread. You don't add butter, nothing. It's bread, most. Eat it. Eat bread by itself. You see now? Faith by itself. If not accompanied with something, little spices. Hallelujah. The spices of faith. You have faith, but faith by itself cannot do much. 
You need to learn the spices. Umpimet say by herself. What can we do with Umpimet say by herself? Not much. Not much. She needs a brother by the side. Hallelujah. She, she needs some companionship by the side before you can see the power of Umpimetse. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. You see, when Umpimetse is standing here, you are thinking, ah, who is she? But there is a brother. He, I don't know if he's in this building or he's in Mokwase or he's in. I, I don't know. I don't know which branch the brother is. But one day is one day. The brother will be standing by Umpimetse. And you will see the possibilities, the endless, the endless possibilities. Hallelujah. Thank you, my sister. So, faith by itself. There's not much you can get with it. You can do mela for a long time. If you don't add anything. Hallelujah. Faith by Ask your neighbor, are you having faith by itself? <laughs> you are having faith by itself. And you are, you are having faith, but your faith is not working. So, I want to question that So, Even if I don't question it fully, because Jesus said it. Do me la Fela, do me la, fela, sote, sote, arima keso, diru, sile, do me la, fela, hallelujah, listen, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. Listen, listen, listen. It says, Dumela Fela. Dumela Fela. I hope it's not faith by itself. Just Dumela Fela. Dumela. Eh. Dumela Fela. Dumela Fela. Believe only. He said, Only believe. That's the series. But I'm not telling you that inside Dumela Fela there are that most, most, small thing you need to add to the Dumela Fela. Number one. Mm. For your faith to work, you must change how you think. For your faith, you see, you can have faith. But how you think control your faith. For your faith to work, you must change how you think. You think, your thoughts, your thoughts, your thoughts. I'm talking about your thoughts. Yeah. 
You are believing God, but your thoughts are not right. He said, your faith is not going to work. Don't think you can think anything you want and your faith works. No, 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 no. They are connected. For your faith to work, your thoughts must also change. Hallelujah. Matthew 9 verse 4. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Why do you think evil in your heart? Jesus, knowing their thoughts, knowing their thoughts, he said to them, Why do you think evil thoughts? Where? In your heart. Do you know that? Now you see that thoughts comes from the heart. Because Jesus is saying, why do you think evil thoughts were? In your heart. So it means the heart is where thoughts come from. But now here's the problem we are having. When you go to Romans 10, 10, the Bible now says, and with the heart, man believes. So you see, faith works from the heart. Your belief comes from the heart. Now, that same heart is where you are having evil thoughts. With the heart, with the heart, we believe. We believe with the heart. So it means that heart is where faith comes from. But it is the same heart where the evil thoughts are coming from. You are having a problem. You're having a problem. You're having a problem. Are you with me? Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever shall say to this mountain, be removed and cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. You see now that your heart is important. Where, where the thoughts are. Where the thoughts come from. Where your thoughts come from. Your thoughts come from your heart. And when their heart is not well taken care of, faith cannot work. Faith cannot work. You see, the Bible says, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says if he believes in the heart. But if the heart is already contaminated with evil thoughts, he will say something, but he will not have it. Because the thoughts have counteracted the words. A child of God cannot just think anything he wants to think. A Christian cannot just think anything they want to think and they feel that, you know, you cannot have defeating thoughts and you have a successful life. No. Your thoughts play a role in the life you have. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Now, the problem with thoughts is nobody sees your thoughts. Nobody sees your thoughts. Yet your thoughts play a role in whether or not your faith will work. Nobody sees your thoughts. Pastor can be preaching to you now and you are having criticism thoughts towards him. Nobody sees them. But those thoughts are going to affect your faith. So 
it is important that you learn to discipline your thoughts. Don't let your thoughts go anyhow. And say me, a dumela fella. Ah, uh -uh. dumela, but add to dumela. What are good thoughts? Monachano emently. Again, monachano emently. Add good thoughts. Good thoughts. Good thoughts. Don't let Satan bring bad thoughts in your head. You're going to die. You're not going to make it. You see, if you're already thinking, you're not going to make it. Even if you say, I'm going to make it. Look, nothing's going to happen. Because the key is, if you say with your mouth, and you believe in your heart, and you don't doubt in your heart, then you have it. So it's not just enough to believe. I mean, it's not just enough to say, and we're going to talk about the next one now. But you have to also believe. And belief comes from the heart. And the heart is where the thoughts are. Do you understand the equation I'm trying to give you? That's why Proverbs says, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because out of your heart flows the issues of your life. Protect your heart. Protect what you allow yourself to think about. Because your thoughts become your life. Check your thoughts, my friend. What type of thoughts do you go? You see people, né? you see some, they're having depressive thoughts. Thoughts of suicide. My God. How can you have thoughts of suicide and you have a blessed life? How possible? How do you control your thoughts? You control your thoughts through meditation of the word of God. Meditation of the word of God. Listen to me. I'm teaching you life. Oh. I'm teaching you life. Things that will help you with your life. Because you don't see your thoughts. How do you control them then? For you to control your thoughts, you need the word. The word of God is like a net. A net that comes and you see, when the net comes, it catches the fish. Do you understand? The fish is just moving in the sea, but the net catch, and the fish is stuck in the net. You see, your mind is like a sea, and thoughts are like fish. They are just and they are moving fast. You need to throw the net, and the net will catch those thoughts and pull them out of your mind. Just by you coming to church this morning, the net of God has been already arresting certain thoughts. Thoughts of laziness, thoughts of this. You see, that net. And there are other thoughts that are in you that I might not talk about today. But if you are constantly in the word, constantly listening, that's why we have a podcast in this church. It's called Cast Box. If you go there, you'll find all the messages I've been preaching for the past four or five years. All my messages are there. You don't need to wait for Sunday to catch the bad thoughts. Bad thoughts can come on Monday. What are you going to, what are you going to do now? The, the bad thought has come on Monday. Nothing is more depressing than a bad thought has entered your mind and you don't know what to do with it. And it's Monday. You are supposed to be strong. 
and a thought of depression has just entered your mind. And you don't know what to do with that thought. I remember I used to live in Mokwasi. Monday will come and a thought will be, you will die here. You are lost. There will never be anything for you. Thought enters your mind because Mokwase used to be so dry. You look on the left, you don't see anything. You look on the right, you don't see anything. One complex, every the whole life of Mokwase is in that place. After four o'clock, the place is empty. And then what, what else is here? I used to feel ash. That thought will come. You will die here. There will be nothing about your life. Your life will just end here like this. Hey! That thought will enter me and I will change. I become depressed. I just, because I don't know what to do with the thought. I didn't see when it entered. But I just feel it's here. And I'm no more excited. So I just become quiet. You know, just become quiet. I don't know what to do. Sometimes that thought will be there for four days. I didn't know how to handle those thoughts. One day I was reading a book by Kenneth E. Hagen. And he said something that changed my whole life. And it's going to change yours just now. He said, I cannot stop the bed from flying on top of my head. But I can stop them from building a net on my head. Listen carefully to the statement. I cannot stop birds from flying above my head. But I can stop them from building a net on my head. Do you understand the English? Okay. So he said, when you are moving about your day, you will see birds flying. I mean, you can say, hey, 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 stop flying above them. You, can't, you, can't, you cannot stop birds from flying. But when a bird decides that your hair is where he wants to build a net, then you have every right to say, my friend, this is my head and you cannot come and build a net on my head. Hallelujah. How, what does that mean? You see, you can never stop thoughts from passing through your mind. From time to time, a thought will pass. But what you can do is to say, you, you will not stay. That a thought must pass, but a thought must not stay. If a thought is staying, it's because you are allowing the thought to stay. From time to time, when I go to a funeral, like yesterday, I was conducting a funeral in Titsing. Hey, you know, I was just then, I was beginning to, because I had worked the whole night, and I went to the funeral to, 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 to bury this brother. Then, I don't know what, I, what happened. I just laid my hand and I, I almost put the hand on the, on the other tomb. It's like, it's like the tomb, like tomb that, tombs everywhere. So I wanted to relax my leg. So there's, a, there's a tomb here. So I wanted to put the foot. Because I was standing between two tombs. So I was tired of standing like this. And I just felt like putting one leg on this tomb. When I, I said, hey, I, 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 I move. I said, no, 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 no. I shouldn't be putting... Before I realized my two legs, now I start going inside here. I don't want this. So right there and there, I had a thought. Eh? <laughs> it was not a nice thought. Because all of us say, hey, these 
why did they even die? What happened to this one? Like I started asking myself, what happened to this one? Why did he die? I mean, why are they all dead? You see? So now a thought of funeral is coming. And then before the last, I said, when I pass, who will come to your funeral? And I started thinking, ah, I think, I think this person will come. And I think this, I think this one will speak. I didn't realize I'm already making funeral arrangements. I was already making funeral arrangements. Then I said, hey, what are you doing? No, 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 no. I shall live and not die, and I shall declare the glory of God. And you see, immediately, the thought stopped. It stopped. Why? Because I said, no. But if you like, leave it. Before you realize, you will even begin to make, you, you start writing down. Yeah, you write down. Yeah. Then you call your whole family. Guys, when I die, this is what must happen. This is a person they've been spending time with bad thoughts. Bad thoughts. You look at yourself in the mirror and you are told, nobody will ever marry you. What do you do with such a thought that has just landed? Nobody will ever marry you. You are ugly. People don't like people like you. What are you going to do? The thought has entered. You can feel something has entered. And this thing is about to change a lot of things about you now. I cannot stop that thought from passing. But I can stop it from staying. And how do I stop it from staying? I'm going to give you another key just now. But you have to learn to speak. You speak. You know, if you work with me, you'll be afraid. Because sometimes I speak out of the blue. And you say, eh? like, like I, I know what I'm doing. Ah. Like I can be praying. Stop that Satan. Yeah. Like it happens a lot. Like I'm just praying gently. Then you hear me say, stop that Satan in the name of Jesus. Like just out of the blue, you don't understand. Oh, you hear me say, in the name of Jesus. You don't know what I just, because he's, he's communicating to me. He's telling me things. He's telling me things. And I cannot just sit there and be quiet. He's speaking to me. I'm hearing voices telling me this is going to happen. This is not going to happen. So I said, stop that Satan. In the name of Jesus. You have to learn to block the thoughts. Don't let them come. Some of you, you have even found a bed for the thoughts. You lay the bed for them. And you lie with them. No, 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 no. I came to bring an end to those things in the name of Jesus. From today, you will begin to block thoughts you don't want. Yeah. Don't let those thoughts stay. They will destroy your life. They will destroy your life. Number two, for your faith to work, you must change how you speak. Oh, yes. You cannot get things done speaking anyhow. No. You cannot get things done speaking anyhow. Once you fix the thoughts, the next thing to fix is the words. The words. The words. I'm explaining to you why many people do mela fela. But, solely. 
is not coming. When you do mela, also fix the thoughts. And then when you do mela, also fix the words. The words. The words. Don't believe something and you say something else. Learn to line up what you believe with what you say. You see, that's why I want all of you to buy your own cars. I want you to have your own car. Do you, do you know why I want you to have your own car? Because when somebody gives you a lift in his car, you, are, you feel obligated eh, to support any subject that he, he brings around. I mean, if I'm giving you a lift and I feel like talking about EFF, you cannot now start saying, ah, me, I'm not into politics. In my car, you can't do that. That's why I want all of you to have your own car. Then you don't have any business talking, hearing funny stories, stupid stories from people. And, 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 and you have to sit there and hear all that traumatic story. Anyway, if you had your car, you would just enter your car and go where you want to go. Some of you are struggling because of taxis. It's the taxi. You just enter the taxi, now the person sitting next to you. You feel more morally obligated to at least listen. And, and, and you know, words are not just words, words are spirits. This man is saying, sending the spirit of lust, sending the spirit of murder, all kinds of things. I mean, and by the time you come out of the text, you're not the same person. Words. Words. You might be using the taxi for now, but not forever. A time is going to come. You will leave your house, press a little button, and there will be kyuk, and then you come and open the door, enter and drive to church, or drive wherever you want to drive. And know that you are hiking by the road. You are hiking. When the person, when you enter, I know. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Then they start saying, okay, you know, you know, you know, I'm not happy with the mayor. And they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you also start talking because, you know, you are entering the car of somebody. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We are almost done, people of God. Don't worry. We are almost done. I'm just here to bless you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, you see, faith is a spirit, fear is a spirit. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Since we have the same spirit of faith, so you see that faith is a spirit, fear is a spirit. Can you see the Bible? Second Corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 says that we, uh, we, God has given the spirit of fear. There is a spirit of faith. This is what we have. Since we have the spirit of faith. So what God gave us is the spirit of faith. 2 Corinthians 1 7 says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Corinthians says, since we have the spirit of faith. So you see, you either have the spirit of fear or the spirit of faith. Now, since we have the spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I do what? I spoke. I spoke. We also. 
believe, therefore, see, after you do mela, you can only believe and you are quiet. That is faith by itself. You need to add something to that faith. After you believe, you need to speak. 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 I'm showing you what makes your faith to work. And what is causing your faith maybe to not work. Oh, you believe a lot of things, but you never say them. You believe powerful things, but you are always quiet. You believe you are healed, but you don't say. You believe you are blessed, but you never say. You believe God has prospered you, but you never say. You know where I work. Go and ask one of them. Ask anybody where I work. They know I am blessed. I am blessed. In fact, many of them, when they call me, before I say, they say, no, I know. You are blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. So they say to me, no, I'm also blessed. I'm also blessed. I believe in the blessing so much. I've studied the blessing for many years. And I realize that I am blessed. So I don't just believe it. I say it. I say I am blessed. I always say I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. And guess what? I've been having what I say. Because you shall have what you say. You keep saying I am healed. I am well favored. There was a time I was saying I am established. Why? Because I realized that, hey, I was, even though I was blessed, but I was, I was floating in the air. Nothing was lending. So God says to me, start saying, I'm established. So I started saying, I'm established. When something is established, it's down. And I started seeing those things coming down. Down. Say, I am established. Ooh. Words are power. Power. One day I was sitting next to a brother in the church. The pastor said, tell the person next to you what you want to be in life. And the brother looks at me. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I said to him, no, he says, tell the person next to you how much you're going to be paid when you do a work for somebody. How much you want them to pay. I quickly look at him. I say, 5,000. 5,000. He smiled. I say, you. Say, One million. You know it was like a bomb that, that, that had landed on me. Because I'm the one who spoke first. 5,000. And, and I was excited. 5,000. Then I said, you. I said, One million. I'm sitting next to another mind. And can I tell you something? Today, that brother is in millions. Today. Oh, yes. Oh, exactly. He is today, today, today. He is in millions. And I am in thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Today, today. That brother, he is in millions. And I've heard what I said. I'm in thousands.
shall have. What you say? What you say? What you say? What you say? The key to having what you say, believe it first. Once you believe it, don't only believe it, do what? Boa. Tell your neighbor, Boa wena, Boa, Boa, Boa. Boa wena. Say something. Say something. You have children. You believe that God is going to bless them. Don't just believe it. Tell them God is going to bless you. God is going to increase you. You shall be the head and never the tail. Be, tell, say to them what you believe. Don't just believe it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. That's how you become, that's how faith works. You have to speak. Don't just believe, speak. Speak. Listen to this. When I preach the word and you say, I believe in Jesus. You see, I make you speak. The Bible says, whoever believes in his heart and confess with his mouth is saved. In other words, you get the result. So don't just believe. After you believe, start speaking. Work hard to believe through meditation. But after you believe, don't stop there. Start speaking. Start speaking. Start speaking. You see a sister that you believe that this is going to be your wife. Like God told you she's going to be your wife. Ah. Immediately. After the service. When now you are my wife. And, and, and she said, Shut up. You are my wife. That's all. I don't like that, brother. You like it, you don't like it. The words are in net. They're going to capture you. They're going to capture you. You know these brothers? You know, and then, and then, when, when they are among themselves, ah, you know, I like her, I like her, I like her. No, she's my wife. When they see the <laughs> Stupid boy. Let me tell you something. You have to speak. You have to speak. <laughs> I, I, I'll see. I'll see. Oh, shall forget it. Look at you. You can't speak. You can't speak. That's why your things are not working. You just you can't speak. You have to 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 speak. You don't just sit there. <laughs> what what the Say something to the sister. But it is not the same with the sisters. Don't start around. When a brother, when a, when a brother, you know, I, I believe, I believe you are my husband. No, 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 no. You see, don't do that one because you see, you are the queen. You must be found. 
He who finds a wife, not he who finds a husband, he who finds a wife. I get it, sister. He who finds a wife, not he who finds a husband. Don't start now, you start you, 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 you. Yeah, there's a sister like that I heard. She actually, I mean, unfortunately, she passed away last year. You know, the brother says to me, he went to the hospital for his consultation. Before he realized, two nurses are fighting. Then, he doesn't know what the fight is all about. Later, he hears that because now he's dating one of the nurses. And he doesn't know the day he came to the hospital, these two nurses were fighting. And the nurse told him later, you saw we were fighting. It was over you. She said, I told her, he is mine. And she also said, he is mine. I mean, the guy came for consultation. He's trying to, 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 to live. He's trying to stay alive. He's mine. He's mine. The boy is mine. Hallelujah. God will bless you in the name of Jesus. You see, learn to speak. Speak, speak, speak. God is blessing me with a powerful job. My family is not going to be poor. My children will not be poor. You see, it doesn't cost anything to speak. Nobody will arrest you from speaking. Speak. Speak. Satan knows the power of Satan. That's why he doesn't want you to. He wants you to be quiet. speak, don't speak. Ah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Ah, pastor, what if I say it and it doesn't happen? Pastor, I me, mean, I don't want to embarrass myself. What if I, now I, I speak and it doesn't happen? And so what? God himself said many things, it didn't happen. Are you better than God? Huh? Do you know how many things God said and God changed what he said? Because what he said first didn't happen. The way he said it was going to happen. Many times God repented that he created man. Now he's, I'm going to kill everybody. He changed what he said before. At some point, God wanted to kill all the Israelites. It is Moses who okay, hey, if you kill these people, other people will hear it. And then they will say, ah, you, you deliver them to kill them. So you are better than God because God can say something and then later he changes it. Don't be too spiritual. Speak. In the process of saying things, you will say the wrong ones. It's part of the job. It's, that's how you learn. Even when you learn how to talk, you don't learn how to talk the first day perfect. You will say things and they will not happen. Humble yourself. Say, ah, another one will come. And then you continue. But rather than saying nothing, that's the bad one. Say something. Say something. Number, four, number three, for your faith to work, you must work. James 2 verse 17, we are at the end. Are you blessed by this little message? For your faith to work, you must work. In other words, you must do something. There are three things I've taught you. 
You must think in a certain way. You must speak certain words. And then you must act. You must do something. James 2.17 In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, Is dead. If not accompanied, please highlight, if not accompanied by action. You can believe powerful things, my brother. But that will not bring the result. You need to now act on what you believe. Do you understand, brother? If not accompanied by action, it will not work. You believe you made a failure. There'll be nothing. If not accompanied by action, this is a very important point. Anything you believe, there's an action to take. Everything you believe, there's something you must do. And if you are not doing what you are supposed to do, your faith will not work. Your faith will not work. But you see, you were thinking, Dumela fell. But it's not like that. I get it. What you think about, what you say, what you do. You see, a man of faith has a full-time job. Here Jesus says, if you have it as a mustard seed, you can move him and ah, it looks simple, but this is the conditions. What you think about, what you say, and what you do, what you do, what you do. It's very, very, very important. I'm not giving you all the verses because of time. James chapter 2 verse 18. But someone will say, I have faith, you have deeds. Me, I believe you do. Show me your faith with that action. I will show you my faith by what I do. Say it properly, brother. Say it properly. Thank you. I will show you my faith by what I do. How do I know your faith? Your actions. Your actions. Show me your faith. We can see your faith. The Bible says Jesus saw their faith. We can see your faith. All your lack of faith. No action. No action. Show me your faith. Without the deeds, I will show you my faith by my actions. From today, receive grace from God to add actions to your words and to your thoughts. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So it's not enough to believe. You have to act. Act. Anything you are believing now, there's something to do about it. 
Don't only believe. Do something. Do something. Oh, I believe I must forgive my, my mother. Do something. Do something. Oh, no, the word has shown me that I was wrong. Do something. You believe that you were wrong. Do something. Go and apologize. You cannot say, I believe I was wrong, but you are not apologizing. You see, the action is revealed. It's revealing what you believe. There are actually five keys, but I'm just going to give you one last one, then we're going to close. Last key. For your faith to work, you must walk in love. You must walk in love. Please go on the cast book for the full message. Galatians chapter 5, verse 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Faith works through love. So, for your faith to work, you must be in love. Do you understand that? Faith works through love. What does that mean? It means, okay, give me 1 Corinthians 13, verse 2, so that I can wrap it up. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries, where is it here? Can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but I do not have love, I am nothing. Do you understand that? I do not have love. I have faith, but I do not have love. F faith plus lack of love produces what? Nothing. I have faith, but I don't have love. I get nothing. Do you understand? Faith works through love. Simple English, this is what it means. I'm believing God for a job, isn't it? I'm believing God for a house, isn't it? But I don't talk to my mother in the house. I want to speak to the mountain but I cannot speak to my sister. I'm confessing big things that I'm going to do but there's unforgiveness in my heart towards this one, towards that one, towards this one. The Bible is saying that faith will not work. Even though you have faith, that faith cannot work where there's no love. That's the trick that God brought to this equation. 
It's a powerful thing called faith. But for this powerful thing called faith to work, you need this simple thing called love to be there. You cannot be a man of faith and not be a man of love. You cannot be a woman of faith and not be a woman of love. You will not command faith if you don't talk to your husband, you don't talk to your wife, you don't relate well with the people. God. No, no, you, you no, look, things will not work. It will not work. It will not work. Those of us that are so excited in the church, we confess in the church, but at home, we don't talk, we don't relate, we cut people off. Ah! And then you see, your family turn around and say, ah, if this your church was working, I mean, why things are like this? They themselves tell you that, I mean, you've been saying you're going to church. Is it like this? They themselves are telling you. You've been saying, I'm going to church. But you go to church, when you come from church, you don't talk to us. You don't relate with us. Which church, like what, what type of church are you talking about? What type of church is this? And then people start feeling, ah, that your church is a bad church. Meanwhile, the ch I mean, look at the powerful things I'm teaching here. Somebody is going to go home and behave in a funny way. In a funny way. And then they will not say you are behaving in a funny way. They will say your church. This is what is going on. They come, I've been learning about faith. I work by faith and not by sight. All the people in this house are people of fear. Me, I'm a man of faith. I walk by faith and not by sight. I will not look what is going on here. I'm operating by faith. Please don't talk to me. I'm operating by faith. I'm operating by faith. I'm operating by faith. People are even afraid. People are afraid to talk to you. People are afraid to ask anything to you. And you feel good. I'm a man of faith. Even my family is afraid. I'm a man of faith. I'm a woman of faith. People are afraid to talk. When I come, hey, they are all quiet. Wow. Yes, you are a man of faith, but are you a man of love? Yes, you are a woman of faith, but are you a woman of love? Is there love in the equation? And this is what surprised a lot of people. They believe big things, but those things never happen. You know why? Because they lack love. They lack love. The equation is paralyzed. Faith works through love. No matter what you know, if you don't know love, you and God cannot relate. Well, God is love. God is not faith. God is love. God is love. So this is the key you need. That's why for your faith to work, brother, you need to forgive people. <laughs> you see, I, I, don't, I don't forgive people because I feel like forgiving them. I understand myself. If I don't forgive them, my faith cannot work. I'm obliged to work in love so that I can work in faith. If I don't work in love, I cannot command faith. And before you know it, I say things that never happen. I say big things that never happen. Why? I have, I'm holding people in my heart. I walk in bitterness. I walk in anger. 
I walk in resentment. I walk in jealousy. I walk in envy. But I just take my Bible. Shiba gaba 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 The mountain is moving now. The mountain said, ah, look, eh, before you come to talk to me, talk to your father first. You haven't said a word to your father for the past three years and you are talking to me. Please, leave me alone. Just talk to your father first before you are talking to me. I mean, your father is closer to me. I'm far. Your father is the closest person. Talk to him first. He said, no, I'm talking to you, man. The man said, hey, hold on. Talk to your mother first. Talk to your brother first before you are talking to me. Oh yes. oh, yes. This is not easy, but that is what I'm giving you the word. This is the word, my brother, for us. Yes, it's the word. This is what is holding our faith from not working. We need to work on our thoughts. We need to work on our words. We need to work on our actions. Then we need to work on our love for people. There's others. That, there's another one, but we don't have time. I, I cannot take you through it. Just go on, on YouTube, everywhere. you find the whole teaching there. Listen to it many times. It will help you. Your faith will start growing. And you will start saying, wow, it wasn't that difficult. I said it and I got it. Wow, God is faithful. The problem was me. I was trying to work faith because some of us, you want to work first so you can prove a point to the family. You want to prove to them you are different from them. You are higher than them. So you've already been proving, showing it with your attitude. All you need now is some altitude. You, you want some, some goods to prove it. So you are just waiting for your goods to learn. Then I can prove them practically. I'm better than all of you. Then God said, I'm very sorry. I will not sponsor stupidity. You have to forgive them, whatever they did to you. Walk in love with them. When I bless you, it's not so that you can prove a point to them. It's so that you can help them. Oh. 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 Muruti, I wanted to build this faith so I can show everybody that I'm great. This faith is so that you can show people how great God is. Not how great you are. Not how great you are, but how great he is. This faith that is about you is not from God. No, 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 no. Real faith? God is love. Brother, don't tell me that you, you are so spiritual, you can't talk to us. You are so high in faith, you can't relate with us. My God. Jesus in the realm of the spirit, he can still talk. He can still help people. You are so high. No. Stand on your feet, please. And give a hand of praise to Jesus for the word that you have received today. Oh, come on. If God spoke to you, I'm sure you can do something better for him this morning. You can clap for Jesus. You can appreciate God. Put your hands together. Let's honor the word of God. Let's honor the word of God. Come on, let's honor the word. Let's honor the word. That's the least we can do is to honor the word of God. It's to honor the word of God. It's to honor the word of God. 
come and put your hands together and let's honor the word. Let's bless God for his holy word that he sent to help us this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are blessed this morning by what you heard? Wow. Tell the person next to you, man, I'm changing, I'm changing, I'm changing. I can see something is changing in me. Tell your other neighbor, now I understand, now I understand, now I understand. This is what has been going on. Hallelujah. How many of you can say, no, I think I understand. I, I'm now beginning to understand what has been going on. Hallelujah. God is about to help us. I want us to start with that last prayer point. Lord, we're going to pray four prayer points based on the four points. Last one is first. Lord Jesus, help me walk in love. I realize I cannot walk in faith if I don't walk in love. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Lord Jesus, help me forgive those I have to forgive. Help me clear every bitterness from my heart so that I can walk in love. Are you ready to pray? One, two, three. Open your mouth and let's begin to pray. Everybody in the building. Father, I'm presenting my heart to you this morning. Pray Second prayer point. Father, help me take action. Father, help me take action. 
Father, we are crying for help for you this morning. We are crying for help this morning. Help us, O oh Lord, to put our faith in action, O oh Lord. Father, to act, O oh Lord, to act, O oh Lord, to act, O Lord. At thy word, Lord, at thy word, Lord. Oh yes, your dead prayer, please. I want all of us to pray. Get in the prayer with us. It is prayer that helps us apply the things we have heard. When you pray, you receive power to do. Power to do. Power to do. So don't joke with prayer. If you don't pray, you might be surprised you will not be able to do these things. Number three, Father, help me fix my words. Help me change my confession. Help me change my confession, Lord. The psalmist said, place a guard in my lips. Some of us believe things and we spoil them with what we say. We confess bad words. We complain. Complaints are negative confessions. Father, help me do away with complaints. I don't want to complain anymore. I don't want to complain. Everybody ask God to help you to not and to dissociate yourself from people that makes you say that when you are with them you end up speaking negative. When there are people when you are with them before you realize you are complaining. When you are with them before you realize you are you are saying what you are not supposed to say. Now lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to be a prophet of good things, not a prophet of bad things. Open your mouth and begin to pray for your confession. Father, help us to do away with bad confessions. Help 
Our last prayer point for the day. Father, help me fix my thoughts. Father, help me control what goes on in my head. Many a times I don't know how to stop negative thoughts. But this morning I learn I must speak against them. Father, give me the courage to stop the negative flow. Once it starts, help me say no. I reject these thoughts. I refuse these thoughts. I will not allow this. And help me counteract those thoughts with the word. Remind me the word at that time. And help me speak the word. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Prayer, everybody. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Father, help us fix our thoughts. Yes. Yes. Father, to guard Father, help us change your thoughts. The grace to meditate on your way. Father, help Precious name Lift your hands, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. I pray for your people this morning. Oh, yes. I release the spirit of faith oh, yes. in their lives in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. I thank you, Lord, as we walk out of here. Thank you, Lord. We are energized and empowered and informed yes, and transformed. And we will do better. Yes, Lord. We will speak better. Yes, Lord. We will think better. Yes, Lord. And we will love better yes, because we have learned something powerful this morning. Amen. Take all the glory, Father. Quickly before we close, every eye closed and every head bowed. You are in this place and you are not born again. You want to start your journey with God today. You were invited to church or you've been coming, but you've never really committed yourself to God. The message came and it has touched you and you are saying, Pastor, I want to start something. I feel like starting a journey with God today. I want to pray for you. You are saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want Jesus to forgive me of my sins. I want him to come and live in my heart. I would like to pray for you. I tell you, God will be so happy if you can turn back to him this morning. 
God will be so delighted to welcome you back home this morning. You've been coming to church, but have you been going to God? Maybe that this is your day. Maybe this service was designed just for you. At the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand. If you are saying, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to forgive my sins. I want God to come and live in my heart. One. Two. Three. Raise your right hand. Raise it up so I can see. You are saying, Pastor, I want to be born again. I want my sins forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. Now you are here. You are already born again. But this morning, you want to recommit yourself to God. You are saying, Pastor, after this word, I want to commit myself back to God. If that is you, at the count of three, raise your right hand so Pastor can pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. I want you to commit my life. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. I want you to commit my life to God. Thank you so much. Those of you that raise your hand, quickly come to the front so I can pray for you. Come, 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 come quickly. Yes. 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 Come, 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 come. Thank you, Jesus. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you. Let's do this, let's do this. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do this, let's do this. I'm waiting for you. You come, you come, you come, you come. Thank you, Jesus. Raise your two hands to the heavens. Thank you, Lord. Yes, repeat this word after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you today. Please forgive my sins. Wash me with blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again. That I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Father, I pray for these precious daughters that have come back to recommit themselves to you this morning. Lord, I pray that your hand will open towards them, that your doors will open towards them. Lord, that wherever they were and wherever they are trusting you, you to take them, Lord, that you are moving them to that dimension in the name of Jesus. Take all the glory, Father for their lives and the changes that are coming in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications and to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.